This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. About couples and intimacy. New study finds American couples are having less sex than they did a decade ago. Lead author Gene Twenge says, quote, the data show a major reversal from previous decades in terms of marriage and sex. In the 1990s, married people had sex more times per year than never married people. But by the mid-2000s, that reversed with the never married having more sex. Why might that be? Anyway, joining us uh, for some further thoughts is the author of this study, uh, Gene Twenge, who is the author of Generation Me, a book about millennials. Gene, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Well, okay, I guess the obvious question is what, what's, what's going on here? What, what's, uh, how do you attribute this, this change? Yeah, so we looked at um, survey data on about 26,000 uh, residents of the U.S. Um, from 1989 to 2014. And as you mentioned, we did find people are um, having sex less often than uh, they used to, say, in the late 90s. Um, and then the why question, we thought they figured out two major factors. So one is that um, the younger generation, so millennials uh, primarily, are uh, getting married a lot later. So it used to be people get married in their early 20s, and now the average age is in the late 20s. Well, um, the, the 20s is when people tend to have sex the most frequently, So and people tend to have sex more if they're living with a partner, married to a partner. But fewer millennials are married or even living with someone um, during their 20s compared to previous generations. So that's one factor that probably played a role in reducing uh, the frequency of sex. And then the other is that even people who are married and living together um, are having sex less frequently than they used to. Okay, but just having an, an aging population doesn't necessarily explain away the change. Correct. So we did take age into account um, and found that the effect still appears even when you control for the fact that the population has, uh, on average, you know, is a, is a, a little bit older. Um, and we also were able to look at, say, uh, change within age groups. So people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and so on, to see if there was change within those age groups. And there was. And in fact, the largest decline um, in sexual frequency was among people in their 50s. Right. And maybe when it comes to, to millennials and millennials who aren't married, you know, you can look at trends like Tinder, where I guess if non-married people want to have sex, it's a lot easier to do so. I mean, does, does that speak to, to some of these trends? So that could be part of it. Um, it's, it's interesting thinking about millennials as a so-called Tinder generation. The assumption is that if you can meet partners through these apps, that you'll have sex more often. But that turns out not to be the case. You'd also assume they have more partners. Well, in another analysis, we found that millennials actually have fewer sexual partners when you control for age compared to previous generations. And they're having sex less frequently than previous generations did at the same age. And with the frequency, it's actually um, pretty easy to figure out. If you're living with somebody or married to them, you're probably going to have sex more frequently than if you have to go out and look for a partner all the time. Right. So you, you mentioned then that, that fewer younger people are getting married. Is, is that what seems to be happening? It's interesting. There are, there, um, fewer get, are getting married or getting married later and fewer are living together. So it's not, it used to be it, that was uh, the lower marriage rate was made up for by people living together. And now among millennials, many are not living with someone in their 20s either. 
And even putting all of that aside, if we just look at married couples, mm-hmm. there, there does seem to be a measurable decline in sexual frequency. That is correct. Now, yeah, look, what, what couples do, I suppose, is their own business. But I, I think, obviously, we link uh, intimacy to, to the strength of relationships and, and maybe a concern, then, if couples aren't having as much sex, that maybe that puts some strain on the relationship. Is there a connection there? Yeah, so there's, there's several studies showing uh, links between sexual frequency and happiness and marital satisfaction. So that could be a concern. So why would it be then that, that married couples are, are having less sex? Do, do we understand that? Because it's, as yeah. you say, it's not just that, that the population's getting older. Right, right. We know that that's not, uh, at least that's probably a small part of it, but even when we controlled for age, we still found the effects. So there has to be something else going on. So um, I think there's, there's, there's one analysis we did which really gets to this. We looked at both married people and those who had never been married and saw the pattern in their sexual frequency over time. Well, never married people started having more sex. Married people were declining. But then around 2008, both groups, both the never married and the married people, started having sex less often, and it just continued to slide between 2008 and 2014. So probably not a pure economic factor because the economy came back up after the recession in 2008 in the states so there has to be something else going on it's interesting though 2007 right before that that's when streaming video was introduced by netflix and it's when smartphones debuted so it could be the technology is interfering with intimacy and sexuality well and i guess that might include pornography but you're not talking exclusively that Right, so that could that could be playing a role. I mean, it's it's tough to to tease out the effects of pornography being more available because, of course, people who watch pornography are going to have sex more frequently because they have a stronger sex drive to begin with. So it's a little harder to figure out the effects of pornography per se. Right now, in in terms though of what's an ideal number, I mean, if if a couple goes from having sex every single day to a few times a week, that's that's still a lot, even though it represents a decline. I mean, is there a a magic number for for couples? So there's one study that looked at the relationship between sexual frequency and happiness and found that once a week seemed to be the magic number, that when um, frequency dipped below that, that's when start, people started to become more unhappy. Of course, it's going to interact with age for someone in their 20s. That might not be often enough. Um, for someone in their 70s, that might be too often. So there's, there's going to be some situational effects. Um, and we found that the frequency right now is about once a week. So if it gets if it continues to go lower than that, we may see more serious effects. Some cause for concern. Well, some really interesting findings, Gene. Uh, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Appreciate this. Thank you. All right, take care. That's uh, Gene Twenge, uh, the author of this study, also author of the book Generation Me, a book about millennials. Uh, you can read more at her website, Gene Twenge, T W E N G E dot com. All right, we got to take a quick break here. Some other stories to get to in our time remaining. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.